On this edition of Disney Conversations Podcast, our guest tour guide is Jim McNair. He's a friend of mine that I met some time ago at a Disney event, and he joins us this week to discuss his experiences at Disney parks. He also expresses some concerns when it comes to using Disney Genie Plus. I think we can all relate to that. We also get to know some of his favorite things. I'm your host, Magical Matthew Wallace, and this is tour number 40 of the Disney Conversations Podcast. Welcome aboard! On this tour of Disney Conversations, I have a friend joining us as a guest tour guide, Mr. Jim McNair. Uh, Jim, if you do us a favor and just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you became addicted to Disney like so many of us have. My na- like, like Matthew said, I'm Jim McNair. Uh, I live in Terre Haute, Indiana. I have been going to Disney. My first time I went to Disney was actually in 1969 with my parents. We went to Disneyland. Then the next time was to Disney World with my uh, high school class. And uh, we had a good time then. But the the thing that really kind of got me hooked on Disney was the time we went in the year 2000 with my parents and we took my kids there and we stayed on property and did the whole <laughs> did the whole Disney thing and it it was just great and I've been hooked ever since about 2009 we've been almost every year since then we even went once during the pandemic last year mm-hmm. and uh I mean it, it's just I mean I, I cool with everything Disney to be honest with you I watch the movies subscribe to disney plus the whole the whole nine yards i suppose it sounds to me like you and i very much alike because i've done all of that as well (laughs) about the only thing i well i haven't done a disney cruise yet that is on my list and i haven't taken the dive to get into disney vacation club um but i am questioning whether or not at my age that would be a wise thing to do i'm kind of hoping one of my kids might decide to go that route, and I can just tag along with them. Ah, uh, that's that's a great that's a great use for kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, we we did not go the we did not go the uh, uh, Disney vacation route. We probably could have done it earlier. It probably would have been better earlier because a lot of the uh, a lot of the perks for the Disney Vacation Club have sort of eroded. Yes, they over have. the years, and. Uh, at my at my age, I won't last another fifty years. So, and I think that's how long those contracts go. Yes, exactly. And uh, like you said, at my age, our ages, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to put that much investment into it, and not knowing or knowing full well that I'm probably not going to be around to see it all. And I don't know how much my kids would carry on. Afterwards, yeah, I kind of, you know, I kind of understand that because while you and I are both Disney nuts, my uh, wife and my kids perhaps aren't quite as much so, but she tolerates it, and that's a good thing. Well, that's my wife tolerates it when we're there, but she likes to talk about going to other places, and she doesn't understand the questioned look on my face when she does that. <laughs> Why <laughs> exactly? What's the purpose? So um, I wanted to chat a minute about a couple of news items that just came across over the last few days. 
Uh, and one of them is fresh today. I don't even know if you've had a chance to see it. You probably have, because if you're like me, you probably kind of live on Facebook a little bit. Oh, yeah. But Disney has decided to lift a good portion of the mask requirements at Walt Disney World, stating that masks will be optional both indoors and outdoors for fully vaccinated guests. But masks must continue to be used on all Disney transportation as they are enclosed. How do you think that'll affect things? Well, uh, I personally hope, at least, that the pandemic may be winding down. I mean, I've kind of watched the trends to see uh, how the pandemic is going, because, of course, we've got trips planned and things like that. And we sure. want to make sure that uh, give us some sort of idea of what's going on as far as what the uh, requirements will be. Hopefully, and I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the masks. And so hopefully we won't have to wear them is what I'm, that's that's my take on the whole situation. Yeah, I agree. They are saying that people that are not fully vaccinated are still expected to wear them, but who's going to police all that? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, how can, you can't go look at a guy and say, hey, you haven't been vaccinated or you've been vaccinated. I mean, and I don't think it's fair to make people carry around a card that they have to show every every so often to prove that they're vaccinated. I agree with that. And honestly, I don't think it's the cast member's responsibility to do that. They've got enough other things to deal with. They don't need to go looking at people's cards. No, oh, I agree with that. So I'm interested 100%. to see where they'll go with that here in the future. Yeah, I think I, I would too. Okay, and the other thing that caught my eye, which I thought was kind of cool, is that through your My Disney Experience app now, you can actually give cast member compliments that now include their first name, the hometown, and the date of the interaction that we've had with them. I think that's a really nice idea. I hear people all the time wanting to compliment cast members, but not always knowing how to do it. This is going to put it right at your fingertips. Is that something you might use, Jim? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, had a number of encounters with cast members that I wish I could do give them instant feedback. I mean, there was a time back where I turned my ankle over. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you understand that. Yes, I do. The cast members were all over it. They took care of me. They uh, gave me, actually gave me a, uh, a voucher for a free EV at the parks. And, uh, I mean, they had, they really took good care of me. And it was at that time, I wish I could have given them instant feedback. I did end up writing a, an email to the company with the cast members' names, uh, complimenting on how, how well they took care of me when that happened. Right. Yeah. Same thing for me. Um, I took a fall in September when I was down there and ended up breaking my ankle. So I have quite a few cast members that I wanted to thank most especially the uh, resort manager who came over to make sure I was okay. And like you, he told me, he said, if you're going to the park, he said, go ahead and get yourself a scooter. I'll take care of the charge when it comes through. So, Well, and, and when I did my ankle, I decided to just go ahead and pay it because it wasn't very expensive. Right. That's about the only thing that isn't very expensive yes. at Disney right now. <laughs> but the nice thing about this is, like you said, we all have really great interactions with cast members now not all cast members are elite status and we know that you're going to have people's personalities to deal with 
But when someone comes along and gives you that outstanding customer service that we as Disney guests have kind of come to know and love, we want to make sure that person gets noticed. My hope is that Disney will actually make sure that those accolades are passed on to the appropriate cast member and in a timely fashion. Yeah, and I think being able to do it instantly on the app will help that quite a bit. Yeah, it sounds like it. So we're going to get to the heart of what we've discussed. You know, I've kind of batted this around a little bit, but I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about Disney Genie Plus. Now, I personally have not used it yet, and I've got a trip coming up this September that I'm debating whether or not I even need it. The nice thing about it, I think, if I decide to use it, is I don't have to buy it for the whole time I'm there. And from everything I'm hearing, that's probably a good thing. But I think you may have some more interesting thoughts on this, so I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Coming from going to Disney's for so many years, and uh, the fast pass be- fast passes being free and not having to pay to uh, get into line, I uh, kind of felt like this was Disney's way of uh, increasing their income out of each of the guests, and I'm not. I understand that Disney is a uh, is a for profit company, but in many ways, with the price increases for tickets, with the the uh, increase of uh, with the use of Genie Plus, the Lightning Lanes where you actually have to pay between seven and twenty dollars to uh, get a uh, to, to to get into the Lightning Lanes. Right. I I, I don't know. I'm not sure that it's actually worth that much to do it. In many ways, I've kind of felt like it sort of decreased the amount of magic that I have felt going to uh, Disney World. Now, like you, I haven't used it yet. I have a trip planned in November to Disneyland. It's a sort of a bucket list trip. Mm -hmm. I will probably use it, especially since, since since it's been opened, and I've been there several times, Never been able to get a reservation for Rise of the Resistance, so um, gonna pay the I'll big probably bucks for use it. it at least to get that. Okay, uh, and I may use uh, the I may pay for it. We're only gonna be there for two days, so I may go ahead and pay for the Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, the thing that I constantly think about, however, is. Our friends at the theme park that must not be named, uh, mm-hmm. Universal Studios, yes, has uh, been charging for front of the line access for years now. But they were very open about it from the very beginning. Right. This kind of feels a little bit sneaky to me. Yeah, I can see that. I think one of the things I hear people saying too is that when Disney brought Fast Pass and eventually Fast Pass Plus along. And they weren't charging for it, at least not out front. It made Disney different from everybody else. That they were providing the entertainment, that level of entertainment, without an extra cost, unlike other parks in the area and even around the country that are providing those kinds of services with a charge. So that kind of comes back to the discussion of, what is Disney really after? Are they just after padding the bottom line? or ha- And I guess along with it, in the process, have they forgotten about the guest experience? 
And that's that concerns me, Matthew, that they don't worry so much about the guests and worry more about how much money they're making. Like you said, the bottom line. Um, I kind of, and, and a lot of the reviews that I've read recently, a lot of the articles I've read, is mm-hmm. that uh, a large number of the uh, attractions are in need of service, um, that the uh, service is not what it used to be in the parks. Right. Um, I, I, I can't really, without actually having gone, it's difficult for me to make a judgment on that. Right. I mean, all I can go about is go with is what I've read online. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know how accurate online is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start going to Disney World till 1982. I was I was there the week Epcot opened. That's when I started my Disney adventure. But even back then, I learned that they had an overnight crew that went in and did a lot of the upkeep for the parks, including doing safety checks and quick repairs on all of the attractions. Every attraction was touched at least once a week for quick repairs and touch-ups. If I recall correctly, they said that Main Street essentially got painted once a month because it would go in at night, freshen up the paint on part of it, and they would do that every night through the month. And then that way, it always looked brand new. It always had that fresh look to it. I think part of the cost cutting that they've been doing is they're not doing all those touch-ups they're not doing all those checks and we are seeing i think the results of that it really makes me wonder with these new attractions coming online how successful are they going to be well and how how long are they going to be able to keep them running for any length of time i mean if they're not doing the maintenance that's needed right are they going to be breaking down all the time and from some of the things that i've read Disney, uh, a lot of the Disney attractions aren't staying up as long as they used to be. No. In fact, I guess this week, Test Track's been closing early every night. I haven't read too much into that, but I'm wondering if part of that is so they can get some of that maintenance done while they can still see some of what they're doing. Maybe they have to do something actually out on the track. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it's it's not an encouraging feeling. Uh, The things that I've heard and the things that I've read don't encourage me that I'm going to have a, uh, the same experience that I've grown used to mm-hmm. over the years of going down to the parks. Right. Well, and again, when we're talking Disney Genie Plus, I wonder what kind of effect it's actually having on the lines themselves. Lightning well, Lane gets you in line, guarantees you a ride. It doesn't say that you'll have a 10-minute wait. That's absolutely true. Um, and also, I do not believe that D- Disney will actually use Genie Plus to do this. Mm-hmm. But some people have said that it is possible for them to use Genie Plus to artificially inflate wait times. Right. So that they can charge more for their lightning lane. Well, given the recent track record, I wouldn't take that out of the realm of possibilities. No, you pro- you you could be right. I certainly hope not, because that that's that's very underhanded in my yeah. I agree. My estimation. I agree, and like you said, we know Disney's a business. Those of us that love Disney are kind of feeling on the outside of things because they don't really seem to be doing anything for those of us that like to make those repeat trips. 
they're after the first time visitors. I don't know. I think those of us that have been around supporting it for all these years should get a little something out of it. And it seems like they're starting to price people like you and me out of being able to go to Disney right. anymore. It seems like it's become more of a, and you know, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, but it seems like it's becoming more of a playground for the rich. I don't disagree with you. Mindy and I were just talking here a few weeks ago about, you know, Walt Disney didn't put these parks together with the idea of leaving anybody out. Oh, absolutely not. He built the parks to give families a chance to go do something together. Right. And have fun together. Uh, And also, Walt Disney talked about... uh, with his attractions, he wanted to plus his attractions. Right. So that when someone went there and, and did an attraction or had a meal or stayed up at a hotel, they would get more than what they were expecting. Right. At this point, I'm not sure the plussing is going on. It's more of a, you know, it's just more of a, uh, it does, it's the value didn't se- doesn't seems to be falling rather than increasing. I, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, things I, like things like uh, the loss of the Magical Express. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Now you have okay. to pay to that's get fine. to the parks, which which has made me question whether or not I want to stay at a uh, at a uh, resort inside of Disney World itself. Right. With Disney Genie Plus, I just really don't know what kind of effect it's going to have on the lines. I've seen and heard. Different reports from different places. I've seen where the use of Disney Genie Plus is really good at Magic Kingdom and at Hollywood Studios, but not so useful at Animal Kingdom or Epcot. I'm wondering if that might have something to do with the number of attractions that are there. Because if you think about it, Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom have a bunch of attractions. So if you can't do one thing, you can go do something else or or something like that. Maybe that's why it would be more useful at those two locations. Yeah, that's what I was, because I mean, like Magic Kingdom alone, it's got, I don't know how many attractions, but I've never been able to do them all in one day. Oh, me either. And I'm not sure I'd want to try. No, I think that would probably kill us both. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) so jim when you go to walt disney world what is your favorite park to spend time in oh my goodness you know that's really a hard question because each park has something different to offer yes i was a crazy star wars fan seeing it 10 times in 1977 (laughs) when it first came out uh so i'm really fond of the uh the galaxy's edge I really like the land of Pandora, some of those some of the newer yes. things. Um but there's something about standing in front of the castle watching the fireworks that brings out the 10-year-old boy and the 60-year-old man. I hear you, brother. Right there with you. You know. And that's kind of the the best thing about it is just standing there and and letting it take me Make me feel mm-hmm. young, and that's a hard way to describe it, I suppose. But it, it's kind of the way I, it's the way I feel about it. The trip I took this last September was the one and only time I ever got to see 
happily ever after in person. And I put my phone up, did a Facebook live on the Disney Conversations podcast page. But I had a hard time holding the phone steady because the tears were just coming out of my eyes. There is something to be said for the way the fireworks shows are put together at Magic Kingdom. Now, I haven't seen the new one. It's not getting great reviews. I'll hold my thoughts on that until I actually get to see it in person. But the same for Epcot. I didn't get to see Illuminations, obviously, the last time because it was gone. I did get to see one of the last performances of Epcot forever. It didn't have all the fancy stuff that they had originally because they have all the stuff out in the middle of the lagoon now. Mm -hmm. But I found the fireworks to be amazing. I loved most of the soundtrack because that brought back memories for me of the first time I visited Epcot on that opening week because all those songs were being played then. And I've learned the words to most of those songs. When they come on, I drive a bus for a living. I listen to Disney music a lot. When the Epcot music comes mm -hmm. on, my passengers get to hear me sing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing for them or not. We'll see. No, I don't think it matters whether it's a good thing for them or not. It's a good thing for you. I have a smile on my face. And actually, when I play the Disney music, I frequently get compliments from my passengers for putting a smile on their face, even if they don't know where the music came from. I I understand that. that, that makes sense to me 100%. Okay, so anytime you're in a Disney park, you know you have to grab a snack. Where do you go? Mm -hmm. Where do I go for a snack? Oh, and if you have goodness. one in each park, um, go ahead. Talk about them. You got time. All right. I am very fond of the Caramel Shop in Epcot, mm -hmm. where you can get uh, the, the Werther's Caramel Shop. There's a lot of interesting things to to uh to eat there and uh you know you can look at me and tell that i like to eat <laughs> me too uh, <laughs> and uh i i really like that place um i'm fond of and, uh, and you know i i ha i have to admit i'm a lot like everybody else when it comes to the magic kingdom i like a dole whip i really like the dole whips okay one of the things that made us choose the hotel we're going to stay at in november was because they have dole whips i see and uh, now in uh, in uh, Animal Kingdom, surprisingly, one of the things that I and it was they were really good, and uh, it surprised me how good they were. Is you could get off of a cart edamame. Okay. The 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 cooked yeah, soybeans. Yeah, my, my wife would love that. Yep, and they are they're really good, and they're nice and salty, and they're they're a real nice snack for when you're walking around mm -hmm. the park in. Uh, it's not even there anymore, but one of the things that my wife and I used to really enjoy were the uh, uh, the uh, red velvet cookies okay. at, I can't even remember the place that it was. It was right there close to the sci-fi uh, dine-in theater, mm -hmm. um, and those cookies were really good, and that place isn't there anymore. Yeah. A lot of changes at um, the studios. Oh, yes, they have. I am... A little bummed that you can no longer see the uh, the Osborne family spectacle of dancing yes. lights. I loved that, and well, that's gone too for Star Wars Land. Yep. So, and I'll be honest with you, uh, Matthew, uh, I'm not one to res 
to dislike change mm-hmm. because you never know the next thing they make might be better than the thing that they're replacing. Yes. I'm not so sure I'm agreeing with that when it comes to Mickey's runaway mind train. Yeah, uh, jury's out on that for me too. I did it and I kind of liked it. I'd much rather have the great movie ride back. Oh yeah, you and me both because I mean, even with the hokey uh cast members coming and shooting yes. at the uh shooting things and taking over the ride right. and stuff like that, that just added to the charm of the attraction in Absolutely. my eyes. But, you know, it's gone, and so we'll have to uh, figure out what to do next. And there's a part of me that says Runaway Railway would have made better sense at Magic Kingdom. Oh, I'm, I I agree with you totally. Hollywood Studios is, was supposed to be about the movies, right. okay? Now, it's changed over the years to become more of an attraction-oriented location, uh, but still, it was ground and based in movies right. and the great movie ride perfectly accentuated yes, that i mean that drove the idea home and so did even in the miniaturized form the tour that they used to do oh yeah you know? i can remember the first time we did the tour uh it was more than just the where they dumped right. the water and spit fire uh, I actually have a recording of my children doing the uh, the, the the attack at Pearl Harbor. Right. If you remember, you remember that, that. yeah, I, I have my picture of my children doing that, and uh, I can remember the first time we were there. And you took the turn tour. You'd go pla- go past places where certain shows were filmed, like the Golden Girls, and yep, st- and some of those houses. And, uh, I mean, that's really a trip down nostalgia lane for me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe how young we were when those shows came out, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So if you go for a sit-down meal, what's your favorite place to go for sit-downs? Oh, there you go again, giving me hard choices. Hey, you know, I I am nothing if not consistent. (laughs) Uh, My favorite restaurant at Disney World Maybe, uh, well, actually, I have a couple. I really, we almost every time we go, we don't miss doing uh, the uh, California Grill. Okay. That's one of our, that's one of my favorite places to go sit down and have mm-hmm. a meal. I'm also really fond of uh, going to Gico's in uh, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Animal, at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That That's really nice. My wife and I went down there one time during our anniversary, and we went to uh, Narcuzzi's, and we both got a two-pound lobster. Wow. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And we did it on Disney dining credits, so it didn't cost us much. <laughs> you know, there are times, I'm really kind of hoping they bring that back in some form. At first, I wasn't sure I liked it, but the more I got to thinking about it, the more I realized it gave me the opportunity to try restaurants and foods I would never pay out of pocket for. Oh, yeah, that, that makes absolutely sense. And my sense. wife has an accountant's brain, so she made sure we stayed on top of our credits every day. When we left, there wasn't nothing left. Oh, We had spent it all. And how many times you hear people going through there and they got 10, 12, 15 credits left and they end up going to one of the candy stores or something to try to spend them all? 
<laughs> I don't need that well, much Sometimes candy. you need some candy to bring well, home. Yeah, but I don't need to bring home a truckload. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. The time that the time that we found the Disney dining plan probably the the most effective for us is we went down the first time we went down to the food and wine mm -hmm. festival and you could use uh snack credits to get food out of most of the booths. Yeah. And we went there one the the year we went there, well we've been there since, but the first year we went there it rained like crazy, mm -hmm. all right? And it that never happens in Florida, but it rains like crazy. Uh, so all the booth line, all the booth lines were cleared out, and we could just go from one to the next to the next, and we were able to uh, to just sample all those different foods, and it was just a lot of fun. Even though we were wet, we didn't care. It was fun. When it rains at Disney, you stick it out because the people that aren't true blue will leave. The lines go down. And even the attractions, you spend less time. Yes, absolutely. But when you so, think about it, I mean, all the attractions are inside, or at least a portion of them. So mm -hmm. I, as long as it's not a full-out deluge, I'll stick around. I'll find some place to go and wait it out. Oh, yeah. One time we had a big rain in, uh, it was Hollywood Studios, and we camped out at the Umbrellas right there near where Starring Rolls used to be. Yes. And then everybody left. We stayed. Got on all the attractions quickly. Starring Rolls was where one of my favorite snacks was. The Butterfinger Cupcake. Oh, my. Now, I have a family of five, so there were five forks sharing that thing. Oh, so you didn't get a whole lot of Butterfinger Cupcake. Not a whole lot, but then, enough. Did you? Well, but sure. enough. I mean, that thing was huge. I saw, a, and I posted it on our Disney Conversations Facebook page. Disney Food Blog did a review on crystal palace in its current form and i like crystal palace but without the characters i'm not sure i'd spend the money for it the food's decent not great but it's it's pretty good we've had really cool interactions with winnie the pooh and eeyore coming around to the table with the kids i've got two pictures of my son with eeyore one on our first trip and one on our second trip. On the first trip, he was looking up to Eeyore. And on the second trip, Eeyore was looking up to him. That's how much he had grown in like 15, 16 months. Things like that, really, the memories I get from it, I guess that's what makes it one of my favorite places, is I've got really good memories of what we experienced when we were there. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. I mean, I, there, I don't see any motivation to go to some place like Chef Mickey's Without the characters being yeah. there. I mean, that's what makes the experience. Um, one of my favorite character meals was actually at uh, the restaurant in the land at uh, at Epcot. Garden uh, Grove. Uh, because you actually got quite a bit of time with the characters and the food was good and it was <laughs> served family style. You get um, Chippendale up there. Then you get Chippendale. You don't get Chippendale no. everywhere. That would actually... I may put that on my list for uh, our trip coming up because if they do put characters back in, I'd like to go see Chippendale. Well, sure, they're 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 fun. They're fun. Yes. Um, and you get you you get Mickey, and I think I don't remember, but I thought you got Minnie too. Yeah, I think most but, of the character uh, preface yeah. now they're trying to make sure they're out as a pair. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Yeah, to it would me. me too. 
Um, we did Chef, Chef Mickey's our last trip, and the characters don't come up to your table, but they do come around and wave and say hi. And I had one sneak up behind me while I was doing a selfie, so I got a picture with him real quick. I believe it was Donald. <laughs> and I'm okay that it's Donald. I love Donald Duck. I, I always root for the underdogs, and that's Donald Duck. Donald Duck's an underdog, but he doesn't know he's an underdog. <laughs> no, he thinks he's the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> did they, do they still do the, the the parade where you wave your napkins in the air? They and spin didn't them? do that this time. Um, oh, they just they shame. came around individually and just kind of you know Chef Mickey's is set up kind of for lack of a better term in little pods, and they would just come around and walk around. And, and the tables that had little kids, they'd spend a little more time. And the kids could come out. They'd have to stand six feet away, but they could face their parents and the character would be right behind them. So not not what we remember, but better than what it was, which was nothing. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Okay. One more question I'm thinking of. What is your favorite form of Disney transportation? Oh, well, you know, when I first went, I would say the buses. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Back in 2000, all the bus drivers would give you stories and tell you jokes and tell you about the history of Disneyland mm -hmm. or Disney World. I'm sorry. Now they can't do that, I think, maybe for safety reasons, but they have that automated system in that does all the talking. Uh, now, I think I have to say now that I really enjoyed the Skyliner going from... Uh, the last time we stayed, we stayed at Pop Century and took the Skyliner all over uh, over to... Uh, to Epcot and Studios. Yes. And it was really... It, that was a lot of fun. And you got to see a lot of the back, backstage stuff from the Skyliner. And you got to see just how big Caribbean Beach really is. That sucker's huge. Oh, that's a huge place. My daughter... Uh, I mean... My daughter wanted ahead, to stay at caribbean beach on our upcoming trip and i showed her the pictures i took from the skyliner and she's like dad that place is big i'm like right and there's no way to pick our room you know we'd have to pay good money to get a room that might maybe split the difference between the bus stop and the skyliner and either way you could walk as much as a mile before you get to it yeah, that's so true. we're doing french and quarter I believe, instead right, well that's a great place to stay that was our my wife and i's favorite place to stay was the uh, French Quarter. We really enjoyed that. What I was going to say about uh, the Caribbean Beach Resort is that it, I don't really want to stay there because it adds an extra bus yes. ride. And uh, the same is true if you stay at the, um, at the uh, tree houses, mm -hmm. uh, part of Saratoga right. Springs. You have to get on a bus to go to Saratoga Springs and then catch the bus to go to the right. parks. Um, but the, and that extra bus adds times adds time that you could quite a be, bit of time. Yeah, you could be on rides or eating meals or doing something fun. Well, and I got to thinking, I kind of put the Skyliner and the monorail in in uh, the same category. Yes, they're a form of transportation, but I think they're as much an attraction as they are anything else. Oh, I I agree with um, you. I I still love the monorail. And especially since they have done, apparently during the pandemic, they took some effort to clean them up and redesign them a little bit and freshen them up. They got a nice clean look inside now. They don't smell the way they used to. At least they didn't when I was down there. I wish 
more places had caught on to Walt's dream of monorail or people mover services within the cities because it's so clean in terms of what it takes to operate it. And oh, yeah. being a bus driver, naturally, I am kind of a transportation nut. I love all all forms of transportation. And yeah. I'm always curious about how something works. My first ride on the Skyliner, like you, I stayed at Pop Century this last trip. We spent our first day at Magic Kingdom, but I didn't want to do the nighttime event then because we chose a Monday to go to Magic Kingdom because it was the only day really fit in our schedule. But I also know from experience that Monday is usually the busiest day there through the week. So I wanted to get out of the crowd. So the girls went and did their thing. I went back to the resort, relaxed a little bit. And I was sitting there thinking about what I wanted to do. I'm like, the Skyliner's basically right off the back porch. So I was riding the Skyliner. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And 10 minutes later, I'm walking down Epcot. Oh, yeah. You know, it's that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I, I really like the Skyliners just for that reason. From Pop mm-hmm. Century, from Pop Century, you still ha- you have to get off and then stand in a line go to someplace else. But that's really only a big issue in the uh, in the mornings when everybody's yes. going. Uh, when you're just going to go during the middle of the day or something like that, you don't have a long wait in line, or at least no. we didn't when we were there, and. Uh, I really enjoyed the Skyliner a lot. I, I like getting up above and seeing the seeing the park. And uh, I think right now it is my favorite form of transportation. Yeah, I agree. There. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see them maybe extend its usage to other areas like possibly Disney Springs. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be good for them to do that. And I think it might be a little cheaper for them to do it than to try and extend the monorail. Right. Well, Jim, I really appreciate you uh, being with me today. Uh, it's been a great conversation. This is what I've always wanted my podcast to be. It's just people getting together and talking about what they love, which is Disney. So I thank you for sure. being here. Well, it, it's been a lot of fun, Matthew. And uh, hopefully again, hopefully we can do it again sometime. I would love that. Anytime you think you got something you want to talk about, you let me know. We'll work it in. Okay. It sounds <laughs> Thanks, great. Jim. All right. Thank you, Matthew. I want to again thank my guest and friend, Jim McNair. It was a fun discussion, and I hope he'll join us again soon. How about you? Do you have something Disney you'd like to discuss? Contact me directly at DisneyConversations at Outlook.com, and let's talk. Finally, I want to share the Disney quote of the week. When you're curious, you find lots of interesting things to do. Have a magical week, my friends, and we'll talk again real soon. Until then... DTFN. <laughs>